Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. We've got a sponsor for you this week. This week's episode is sponsored by Status. Status app lets you chat, browse, and transact on the Ethereum blockchain. Take control of your own private secure messaging, use dApps on mobile, and secure your assets. Download the app today where you get your mobile apps or at statusim slash get. That's statusim slash G-E-T. The Bitcoin podcast will also be in the TBP channel of the Status app to give out a little SMT and let you play around with its features and start chatting privately today. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode three zero zero. Three hundred, y'all. Three hundred. Three zero zero. We're not drunk. We yeah, because we didn't do the, the drunk episode. Because it's uh, yeah. probably not a good time to do that. Yeah. It's the middle of the should day. We hold, on should we hold off? Should we hold off a three episode three hundred because of this? What if we said this is two hundred and ninety nine point five? We can do that. There are no rules. Uh, I guess we could. We just make it a short episode. Yeah. And plan plan something big for three hundred. I just plan to get have a great guest and have them get drunk with us, and then we talk about crypto in its current state, like we usually do. I don't know. It seems seems sketchy. Two ninety nine point five. It does seem sketchy. However, there are no rules. Or do we well, just keep going? Rules. Or we just keep going? This is 300. We're going to keep going. 300 ain't special because we're going to keep going. Yeah, it's just another, just another day. Just like New Year's. Just another day. Fuck it. No, um, we can't do 299.5 because our host platform will only allow integers. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so we are restricted by the programming. <laughs> To this must be episode. Damn you, simple cast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so we didn't plan anything special, but Gaia did. So we have this message for you guys at the start of the show. Guess what, Here it is. Is. <laughs> Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Shit is real. That's right, everyone. Shit is getting real. Coronavirus. Shit is getting real. So, so, so based. By the way, it's some. Who who made that? It's Cardi B on Instagram. Uh, Where'd you find that? TJ TJ Marks, I think. 
He like re- he does all those. We'll put it in the we'll put it in the show notes so you can watch it. The, the videos yeah, we'll also pretty that. funny. Like despite huh. like let's let's not let's not play too many games here. This is a real thing. Like this is one of the worst things that's happened to the globe in our entire lifetime, if not the worst thing. Yeah. And it's, it's gonna serious, get worse. Guys. It's gonna get it's gonna get worse. And everything that I said last week in terms of prognostications on impact on the crypto the cryptocurrency space was basically wrong. Just hard wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um This is funny though. It's funny that you say that, Corey, because now a lot of the decade long narratives that have been built from the core of crypto outward are being challenged. You know what I mean? Like crypto holds its value in comparison to the traditional markets. Crypto is a hedge. Crypto is safe haven. This a safe haven. Crypto is crypto is a store of value according to the last year of recent history. We talked about that though. We talked about that last episode where we went in on on uh, Mark Cuban talking about store of value. I mean. I guess well, yeah, I, I was agreeing with them in, in a lot of cases, but uh, like it may end up being something like that eventually. But it's like surely did so. Like there's nothing that's safe right now, in my opinion. Like there is no like universal safe haven across the globe for where you can park your money in the meantime of a international pandemic. Yeah, it's very funny because. Many moons ago when I entertained Twitter and I used to do go back and forth and people would always get to a point where like, what if the servers all crash? What if electricity? What if the grid drops? What if uh, what if this what if doom insert doomsday scenario? And I was always like, dude, that's fucking doomsday. You better learn how to fight, bitch. Like that's that's about what it boils down to. Like if there's no electric, if there's no grid. You better learn how to yeah, fight. Guess what? Quick. You're not it's worried going. about it's going to be Bitcoin. Like you're not going to be worried yeah. about your, your, you know, your, your where your wallet is. It's, you're going to be worried about trying to survive. Exactly. So, um, you know, the the global economy was shocked, and nothing survived except for extremely wealthy people with foresight. They're doing okay. So. Um, yeah, that well, that the only thing that doesn't sit. Go ahead. Like outside of anything cryptocurrency, in terms of just general PSA to all of our listeners, don't don't go to any public get-togethers. Don't go to the gym. Don't go to bars. Don't go to meetups. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Stay safe. I mean, this is gonna get worse. Not because if you're you're probably gonna get it. Like, or you're going to know people that do get it. Uh, but like, it's, it's real bad based on the availability of the cure to those, to those people who need it, at least, especially in the United States. And there's nothing they can do. Like you just have to write it out more often than not. If you're a healthy individual, it's not going to be that bad of it. That's not going to be that bad. Statistically speaking. But you can spread it to people where it will be bad very easily without you knowing, without having symptoms. Babies carry it, elderly gets it, and they can't treat the elderly. So, like, if you would like to make sure that 
your loved ones and the loved ones of your friends stay safe. Be responsible here. Don't treat it like yeah. it's nothing. Don't treat it like it's nothing serious. And I, 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 want, I can't, I can't double down, triple down, whatever down, on that message enough. Like, be responsible here. This is not a test. Yeah, we started the show with a giant joke about it, and now we're fucking dead. Serious. Yeah, but I mean, like, this, this is what happens when the world stays inside. Memes go crazy because you got yeah, nothing else to true. do. Like, the world is. Yeah. We're doing a worldwide test of working from home or being isolated. Like, there's going to be a lot of, like, weird... I mean, even Mackie was saying this on Twitter. Like, there's going to be a lot of weird social behavior or interesting stories that come from this. We're all going to remember this. Yeah. That's very true. I remember it as it it just so happened around the same weekend uh, Modern Warfare... Uh, Warfare came out. Modern... Oh shit! I just realized. No, Warzone. That's what they called it. Uh, it's been great. It's been a great weekend. So, anyways, um, we gotta talk about some crypto stuff. So one of the things is like, I guess in times like this, when you do have. By the way, if you guys um, haven't noticed, um, this past week is the third highest daily drop in Bitcoin history, and the single highest. The first place highest drop in Ether. In e- Ether. Wow. Ether. Is that how you say that? <laughs> is, that is that how you Ether. pronounce that? That's how you say that. Ether. Um, Ether. Um, price drop. Um, it was big. It was. It was not great. Oh yeah. If you're I, like, looking at if you're looking at your wallet prices, I, I would I would suggest you go do something else. Yeah. Some arguably would say now's a good time to buy, because nothing fundamental has changed here. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people will say that. Who is it? Uh, Bernard from Consensus had an awesome tweet on uh, what Bitcoin maximalists are saying. Based on, first of all, using this pandemic as an opportunity to sell your products or talk your about what's good for Bitcoin or like, use your, or push your narrative. Yeah, that's pretty shitty pretty shitty thing to do unless 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 your narrative is directly impacting saving lives on based on the pandemic that's pretty shitty yeah i've come to notice that there's a straight 50 50 between shitty or non-shitty person in the crypto community yeah 50 really 50 that's pretty you know me Corey. i like to keep things simple pretty <laughs> binary are, man pretty binary i'm a pretty binary man <laughs> let's see if i can find this tweet from from bernard bernhard bernard Bernhard, a German dude, works for Consensus Diligence. Ether. Oh, something I do want to talk about when I after I find this is this uh like VR is gonna make a, that... VR is getting getting into it based on this AR, VR AR. Yeah, like my my parents make fun of me whenever I FaceTime. They're like, "Your walls are so empty." Like that's such a I see your your sister does that and your cousins do that. Like, why don't you guys put things on your walls? And I was like, that's because we're preparing for augmented reality. We're already living in 3020. Yeah, right. I don't want something in the way of my virtual thing on my wall. <laughs> yes. Hey, I got, like, what do I got you... a Ninja Turtles poster on my wall right here. You can see it if you were in this video I chat. I see it. That's an original. I, I see it. That's an original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret yeah. of the U's poster. That's a fucking store of value right there. I got that at the movie theater when I watched the movie. 
<laughs> anyway. Did you just take it off the wall? What are you talking about? Did you just take the poster off the no, wall? No, I think they had him as like a like a a thing oh. that was going on uh, for probably One time being I, like uh... their like opening opening night. Anyway, here we go. PSA. This is Bernard's tweet. PSA. The virus dip is the best and last buying option opportunity ever. Once the mass panic subsides and people wise up about quote unquote sound money, prices will go up forever. Quote by probably every Bitcoin maximalist. <laughs> yeah. Who's one, no one's going to wisen up to sound money. That's the dumbest shit to ever come out of someone's mouth. Like, people aren't walking around thinking, I wonder if my money is sound. They're walking around thinking, like, I wonder if this is enough money to get bread. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's but like, pretty much. I guess like, they, they do. I think they do in a um, maybe, like, unconscious kind of way in that they're putting their money or their value into something they can feel good about. They're comfortable yeah. with. It, it's, it's a, they, they know it's a safe place to put it, and it'll be there when they check it again. Yeah. Now, I wish that I, I'm not terribly sure if anything is sound money at this point. Um, we've really fucked up the definition of money in the past 50 to 60 years. Um, I'm a big fan of John Nash and his writings on sound money still lead me to believe that that sound money is Bitcoin. Um, but people just don't. Nobody's walking around doing group theory in their head and doing chaos theory in their head. Maybe there's this weird human knack for being able to do this. You know how people say, like, we could do really high-level math without really consciously knowing it? Like a basketball player. The, the high-level physics to shoot a half-court shot and make it, I don't know, 30% of the time like they do. That's not, I don't think, they're not doing physics. Well, they're not doing it, but physics is being done, and the sure. brain is like sure. That's all muscle memory. Right. That's like that's 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 all muscle memory based on countless and countless hours of practice, and all of and the way your body remembers success based on all of that practice. That's, that's not, still some high level shit. Sure, like, but so is the biology that's happening inside of your body. But you're not doing yeah. biology, I guess. Especially after Chipotle. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't biology. That's just straight chemistry. That's <laughs> Chipotle way. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was saying. I was just saying about when it comes to sound money and that guy's tweet. And one, Bernard, I don't know you, but it's awesome. Making fun of Bitcoin Maximus. Is, he makes fun of easy. everybody. So he's an equal opportunity offender. Yeah, it's, it's easy to do. Um. I'm not a maximalist. I just think Bitcoin is the best place to put your money um, if you're investing. So I'll, I'll, I'll rewind the clock to Bitcoin being a technology money and an investment. I'm oh, sorry, technology currency and an investment. It's failing gloriously at currency and investment. But it's doing eh. as a technology. I mean, depends on when you got in, I guess. We bought it oh, at sorry, some one thousand, right? Like investment. Sorry. It's still it's still profitable to us. Yeah, um, it's still year over year profitable. All but like I don't know, in the last ten years, eight months out I, of the last. I personally 10 years. think that 
a lot of so all markets are down, right? There's nobody that's yeah. there's, there's no like shining market where it's like, hey, guess what's you know really stayed the course across the globe. Corrections here. What what is Charmin? Okay, Charmin, Charmin Purell. They'll probably do it all right. The paper, the paper market's going hot right now. <laughs> I don't. What's you know what the reason behind this? I don't. I don't get it. Why are um, people buying TP oh. so much? Why is that the craze? Because if you've got to be locked in your home for a month, you should probably have some food. I mean, Core, you know this. This is you live with. I mean, TP flies off the flies off that TP toilet paper roll. Y'all should, flies be, off y'all, that y'all should be more economical with your TP usage. I mean, that's why I'm a a fan of the bidet. But um, I'm just gonna say this, expecting backlash. But I grew up in a household where at any given time there were five to seven women in that household and let me tell you something that toilet paper it was like they were making paper mache in the fucking bathrooms paper toilet paper flew off the flew off the roll bro i watched my wife like just like slap the toilet paper roll once and just let it go like what 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 are you doing I'm using the toilet paper you're using like you're mummifying yourself the amount <laughs> You're using 1% of the toilet paper that you have in your hand. Like, it's just, I'll tell you a small story and then we'll get into the next topic. My, my parents came to visit me in San Antonio one time. My mother used an entire roll of t- toilet paper in a 16-hour period of time. And me and my father oh my God. lost our motherfucking minds. Like, we, <laughs> my dad went in the bathroom to, get, to use the bathroom. And he comes out and he's like, Loretta. What the fuck? I was like, what's going on? What? Oh, okay. There's no more toilet paper. Let's get more toilet paper. We've been here for a day. You used the whole toilet paper roll. She was just like, I don't know. I just used the I just used the toilet paper. I don't understand. I'm like, we don't fucking understand either. But anyways, long story short, women use too much damn toilet paper. So that's the <laughs> that's, that's the crazy alienation story. of the day from D. That's the craze, bro. I keep things simple. Women use a lot of toilet paper. There's a lot of fear in the air. The fear that is based in the womanliness of humanity is like, yo, I'm going to need a lot of fucking toilet paper. All right, hubby, go to the go to the store and get some fucking toilet paper because I'm not trying to be ass out right now. This week's alienation segment has been brought to you by Dimitri. <laughs> That's right. This is crypto. Women don't listen to this shit anyways. So. <laughs> Ooh, Round doubling two, down on Alienation. <laughs> That's right. Who's next? Who wants some? Russians? <laughs> Anyways, um, next topic. Yeah, we don't, um, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to try. Like, to be honest, like, I, I'm so wrapped up in all this stuff and trying to be responsible about it and letting people know about it. It's, it's hard to talk about, like, I don't want to talk about crypto. Like, it's... It's well, like this will recover, like the the crypto markets, the technology will recover and will continue to work. But like, the prices are going to be down for a while. So what? There's way more important things to be thinking about and doing right now than caring about your crypto portfolio or how what's going to happen. Now, there's going to be, I guess, I could if I had to think about stuff. There's going to be repercussions to the downside market. You're going to expect to see a lot of layoffs probably, if the prices stay low. Companies are going to fold. Some of the things that had uh, a runway aren't going to have runways. 
uh, raising money in a time like this is incredibly difficult because of these social implications or ethical ethics of trying to run a company, a startup company in a time like this. It's going to, it's going to continue to show who's in it for the right reasons and their ability to weather a storm because it's going to be very stormy over the next coming months, not just for crypto, but companies in general. It's going to be rough, man. It's going to be rough, but good and needed. Um, there's been a lot of low key communal things that I like have happened. Like, you know, people are offering up their skills and services. Um, yeah, I saw Tux. My, like, know. I think it was in, I forget where Tux is located. Uh, Tux from uh, New Cypher was saying, like, like that I've, I've watched the Ethereum community uh, because that's basically what I follow for the most part, really come together in offering aid to those who have uh, contracted the virus or are quarantining themselves for precautionary reasons to, like, bring groceries around, share aid. Um, in some cases, sharing or sending air packaged uh, test kits to those that can't get it in the U.S. so they can spread around to people who need them. Uh, that's that dope shit right there. That's a lot of stuff like that that I'm that's I'm awesome. seeing and and I really appreciate. That's that I think that's why I like these communities so much is the They're very of, human. Yeah, it's very human and very take charge of of like need in times of crisis like and so like that 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 transcends the financial technology stuff but it's more into where i got into why i got into this which is like real community building and like real relationships with people and i think that that type of stuff is really awesome to see sorry i'm trying to look up bitcoin hash rate charts that i usually look at i just want to check i haven't looked at them in a while just wanted to Oh yeah, we're good. A lot of, a lot of social media, man. Like now that everyone's home, I can't do anything. They're just going to be on social media. So prepare for the the craze. Yeah, the hash rate dropped sharply with this too, but it's still super duper high. It's still on par with like being the highest it's ever been. So something that is neat. Is if you look at the hash rate, it is getting more, more volatile. Like the swings of it going up and going down. That's interesting. I guess that's another talk for another time. I'm talking about the Bitcoin hash rate. Yeah. By the way, most times when I'm talking, it's modded by Bitcoin, just because. Yeah, I know. That's what you think, follow. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. We only have so much time. I think that's you like. That's not a bad thing for any. For, for, I follow Ethereum because that's where my attention needs to be, based on where I spend my time professionally. Yeah. That's There's only cool so much you can follow. Point. Isn't it kind of cool though how it's getting to that point? Yours is so much. Your world's always cooler than Bitcoin world though. Like nothing happens in Bitcoin, and it's so saddening. It's like, well, come maybe, on, man. Maybe like, it does, but like. We're, like you're not a professional in Bitcoin, you know that's not what your job does. Your nine to five is not staring at things in Bitcoin. Yeah, but I but my podcast network is called the Bitcoin Podcast. Yeah, network. sure. 
Sure. But we've been called that for a long time for different reasons. That's very true. Like we just we just we just interviewed somebody on Hyperledger and on the insurance industry on hashing it out. Like we didn't we didn't expect to do that when we started this network. <laughs> That's very true. It was a good, why, it was a good interview. Why Hyperledger? Um, so some of the privacy things that are built into Hyperledger currently are needed for um, the way this type of network works. It's an, it's an enterprise solution for an ins- for insurance. Um, they don't need. So like most of the technologies associated with blockchain or for open and permissionless access, which means you need to bear the burden of efficiency and privacy in some cases, because the way it, the way it works relies on everything being open and that doesn't work for enterprises. So most enterprise solutions, since they don't have those constraints, they don't need to use those technologies. But there is a level mm-hmm. of like data sharing that they need to do in order to do things more efficiently. And privacy needs to be in part of that at different at different levels. I and can dig it. Based on at least the way I understand how their operation works, Hyperledger seemed to be the best fit. Or IBM made the best bid. I don't know. Like it's hard to say, right? Like It is. Mucho difficult to say. But if the um, way I understand most of the enterprise blockchain space. It's usually private Ethereum blockchains, and those aren't going to cut it at the scale. Mm-hmm. They just, they're just not going to cut it, period. They're great for POCs, proof of concept, for those who don't know what that means. Um, like proving a point that a use case is viable, but they won't scale yet until we have layer two solutions like ZK rollups and uh, better Plasma. Uh, Plasma's dead. It's all ZK rollup now mm-hmm. or optimistic rollups or uh, some of the other things that are happening with some of the F2 research, things like that that can then be amenable to private blockchains, none of that's going to work for enterprise setting, period. I have two questions about that. Like, the first question is, given your level of knowledge with cryptography, and I know that you're not a cryptographer, nor did you study it ever, but I know you work with it from time to time, what makes businesses so scared to put their information on a public blockchain? That's first. And are you sure POC means proof of concept and not pimp of the century? I am quite sure of the latter. Okay. I wish it did, though. (laughs) Maybe it does in some circles. I have yet to be included (laughs) into those circles yet. Yet. Uh, But uh, people are afraid to put information on a public blockchain because you can't take it away. And with things like GDPR... You're going to need to be able to take it away. That alone is an GDPR. issue. GDPR, GDPR is the data is the data rights um, is like oh, the right to be thing. forgotten. That happens in most of the most of the world. So like anyone can say like you need to delete all information you have on me. You can't do that on a blockchain. So if an enterprise would like to adapt this technology into their current solution, they're going to need to have that control somehow or some way in order to be compliant in today's regulatory world. So then the public blockchain will just add a step that anything that a business adds to the public record must first go through some sort of oracle. Mm, That's not going to happen. Because once it's in the blockchain, the way current blockchains work, it's there. Period. Yeah, but it gets gets filtered before it gets there. Okay, what happens? That's the thing. This is part of the conversation with hashing it out. Context matters. 
when you're yeah. doing when you're dealing with quote unquote truth. And context is a dynamic thing. So what's true one day will not be true the next day based on context and regulation. And when you put something, when you put information into a blockchain, you cannot change the context of what that truth is. It's just true forever. And so only certain types of things need to be immutably written into history. You but buying a, a donut, uh, my inf my personal information based on how I interacted with the given company at the, at, for the laws of that time, maybe not. Like uh, it's it, it's incredibly complicated. You can't just throw it, it into an immutable ledger and say we'll figure it out later. I understand that, but what I'm saying is that each blockchain has constraints around its truth. Does it not? Or are we just like abstractly throwing whatever the fuck we want in there and tagging it with some crypto, baby? Well, I mean, nothing is encrypted on blockchains by default, right? There's no encryption happening on blockchains other than uh, Zcash and privacy-related things. It's all digital signatures, which is a different type of cryptography. Yeah. I mean, it's the same cryptography, different use. So, like... You can encrypt something and then put it onto a blockchain, which is what most like the zero knowledge stuff is doing, or any type of data storage or message passing. But you can like that's a very different story. Most of the main use of blockchains has nothing to do with encryption, which is how you obfuscate information and make it make it seem unlegible unless you have a special secret to unlock it. Um, it's just digital signatures, which is proving that I did something. So. I'm making this attestation or statement that I'd like to do something, and then I'm going to sign it cryptographically to prove that I said it and no one else said it. That's what's happening with cryptography for 99.9% of blockchain stuff. What's wrong with that being permanent history? That's what I don't get. Because context matters. For enterprises and private business communication and regulatory compliance associated with that business, that changes over time. And when someone has the right to be forgotten and you can't take that history away, then you have a problem with compliance. That means businesses are not going to do something like that. They're just not going to do it because it doesn't okay, fit within their, their, the requirements of doing business. Isn't there like a public-private like code like function, I guess you'd call it, in, in the, the Ethereum language? No. I thought you can make like a public thing or a private. All right, that's like that's space. Like in smart contracts, you can control who calls what functions, whether it being like you know yeah. this is a public function anyone can call it, or it's a private function only these specific people can call it. Yeah, or so internal or external, but that's not that's not keeping data from being read or changing its context once it's written into the blockchain. We're trying to keep it from being read. Or it needs to be changeable or removed. You can't remove things from a blockchain. Period. Until that can happen, then some businesses that, rec that have that requirement will not use it. That's a lot of businesses. This is a philosophical argument at some point. No, it's not. Because that's, a, that's a business argument. It's a very simple thing. It's not a very simple thing. Some things, why does something need to be removed if it happened? Don't know. I mean, that's, it's one of those situations where like, 
even when it comes like, to like, legal like, record. Like I just told you, based on the regulation alone, the right to be forgotten in terms of yeah. I want my information wiped from the internet. If you have that right, you cannot use a blockchain. How, how, why is that difficult to understand? It's difficult to understand because it's just like programmed. They're the only ones that can turn it off and on. You can't take things away from a blockchain. They're can't there. You control who sees it. No. Once it's out, it's out. Didn't you just say that if it's made private, only certain people could see it, right? I said call it. It's a function. So only people can, okay, can, only can certain people activate this functionality. Information is information. Functions act on information. You can't turn things on and off on a blockchain in terms of the, the ability to read it or that it happens. So the calling thing, if it's private, that doesn't matter at no, all. No, it's just, it's, it's just the way you interact with it from here on out. That doesn't mean you can change it how it happened in the past. You just have an auditable record of what it, what's been done to it in the past. But I can still look back at when it was put in there and see it. So like I, it's, it's a historical it map in. of everything that has ever happened. Like if you turned it private, cool, it's private now, but it was always public in the past. That means I can still read it in the past. But if it goes in private, then it's just that's what I'm saying. Like if it goes in private, not switched to private, but goes. Why would in I? Private, why would any? Why would any business private. do that? What's the point of a business doing that? They could just use well, other just solutions like to get the job done. I feel like we're having the exact same argument they were having like 1995 when they were like, why would anyone use the internet? Why would anyone want to bank on the internet? It's so fucking dumb. Well, the, but back now then, look, back I haven't been to a bank in months and I bank just fine. That's cool. Could you do those things when the internet started? No, I couldn't. Okay. Really, well, there was just porn and AOL. All right. Well, there you it go. Got way better, There's your way answer back. again. We have, we're not there yet. What so we call the internet that can't today? Be done yet. Yeah, but these things will be done. We'll we'll get there. The technology isn't there yet. Well, I'm just trying to help fuel the argument. We're asking some good questions. That's what I do, man. It seems as though you're not right listening question. to. It seems as though you're not listening to my answers. I'm listening to the answers, but what I'm where my mind is, I'm living in 3020. Well, we're not there yet. In all well, kinds of ways. Let me slow down this motherfucking D train real quick and let's come back to where we are. You can't put stuff in a blockchain because it stays there forever. In my opinion, it gets all the way point to like, okay, why are we erasing things? And then I think like what goes on in Iraq and they're like, oh, cool. They're just deleting history physically, ripping down statues and busting them down and destroying libraries. So I guess there's always a need to remove something at some point in time and i totally agree because that happens here in the states too i think every robert lee statue should be melted down and shot into space into the sun specifically eh, i don't agree but, with that like you should never be you should never hide your past but you should in some cases you should be ashamed of it but like hiding it is is, is not learning from the lessons of what what was done well it shouldn't be praised that's for damn sure. Okay, that I'll give you that. That's a very different story than so, assuming it didn't happen or pretending it didn't happen. Or like, here lies where that shit was, and here's the good reason why it's not there anymore. Oh, and that by the way, lie. I'm not 
saying that I agree with the reasons why people like businesses and private private companies don't use blockchains. I'm telling you why. That's a very different thing too. Like I, I'm for open, free and open source software. And it's a growing movement in terms of how businesses create new software and then monetize it. But it's certainly not the standard that a lot of people don't agree with it because they want to keep their secrets. They want to patent them. They want to make sure no one else can do it. They want to profit from that um, like scarcity of knowledge. Capitalism. Capitalism strikes again. That's capitalism. But like, I don't yeah. like that. I don't want to do that. But that's not like that doesn't mean I can't explain what people are thinking in the process who do like that. This is what I think, Corey. I think me and you and Tom, if you're listening. He's not listening. I can guarantee you he's not I listening. Know. He hasn't listened to he's listening to like five listen, minutes of He listens to Joe Rogan podcasts and all of YouTube, but not us. He listened. <laughs> He listened to one, and he was like, here's some points of feedback. You suck. I'm out. And I was like, all right, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Um, grab some peyote. Grab some, grab some high-potency drugs. Go to a mountain and evolve capitalism. And come back down from the mountain. You'll have a beard. I won't. I can't grow a Are beard. Are you telling me okay, to do this? Are you telling me to do this? We're gonna do this as a team. Okay. Well, maybe after double dragon style. Let's wait for that to kind of after chill Rona. out. We'll wait for the chill out before we start doing yeah. this. Does Rona hang out on a mountaintop? We don't know, but <laughs> and we're gonna reinvent capitalism. We're gonna need some whiteboards, whiskey. Who's, who's who's getting? What interns are bringing whiteboards up on top of a mountaintop? We might not. Uh, we might not need interns. Um. There's, they make these little whiteboard dollies these days because whiteboards are whiteboards are becoming a hot thing. Sherpa is gonna be real upset. Yeah, and the coolest thing is that when we're done, we can just manufacture wings out of the whiteboards and sail down, sail down the mountain with the whiteboard as our wings. I wonder if if the company that you work for just looks at you and is just like, why, why did we hire this man? <laughs> What company? <laughs> um, no. Um, capitalism needs a redo. That's what we're doing in this episode, I think. Cap- capitalism ruins everything sometimes, but mostly not. It's kind of great, but sometimes it's not. That's how it goes down in history books. So if you didn't, if you didn't know before, you're learning it from us today, everyone, audience. Uh, things are subtle and kind of hard. And uh, we yeah. don't have the answers for you. So go take that and spread the knowledge that you've just now recently gotten. And uh, let people know to come listen to us because that's where you learn nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it here and I'll say it loud. People that are walking around claiming they're cryptocurrency or blockchain experts are full of shit. They're full I mean, of I'm shit. One. I'm just... one. I'm happy huh? saying it. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm, but I'm one. But you... It's taken you what three years to be comfortable getting behind that. Like you were like, mm, I don't know, man. This shit moves real fast, yeah. and there, there's a lot of. Unknowns. I just decided to own it. It's fine. I'm I'm an expert. But at the same time, you didn't say that. Somebody else gave you that moniker, and you've grown into the moniker, and now you're accepting is like, okay, yeah, I do know a shit ton more about this stuff than 99 percent of the population. So if you call me that. 
I will answer your questions as best as I can. I'll give you that. Sure. That's that's true. But there are people walking around that are like, I'm a cryptocurrency expert. Ask me questions. And then they ask him a question. Something as very either, I don't know if the questions I asked were easy or tough, but they can't answer them. And that those kinds of people are full of shit. So yeah. what I'm saying is someone is someone is very boisterously claiming they're a cryptocurrency or blockchain expert. Be very weary of the things that they say. That's what I'd say. It's real hard to have 10,000 hours. If you look at it from a Malcolm Gladwell standpoint, uh, based on the lifetime of all this technology, it's real hard to have 10,000 hours. And yeah, even, if, even those that do, it's even hard to evaluate how good those 10,000 hours are because um, what we call blockchain today is not what it was when it started. Mm. Cumulatively, it, it, we're coming it up. continues to grow. And what we call it five years from now will look very different than how it looks today. Dude, cumulatively, we're coming up on 10,000 hours of podcasting. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, thinking about that makes me even more humble because we're not that good at podcasting. <laughs> we're very bad. We're very bad at this. And we're, we haven't, we're doing You're all listening right. to two people who are very bad at this. So, yeah. So, if you think this is, if you think you can do better, you can give it a shot. It's going to take a lot more work, though. We, 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 we've learned some lessons. We can teach you a few things on what not to do. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Do you think that our podcast is part of the reason why there are like 90 plus crypto podcasts? Because when people Google Bitcoin I hope so. podcasts, they I get hope to so. us. They're like, oh, and then man, they I listen can do to this. Us, and they're like, we could do this shit. These oh, guys, I got this. We'll make our own crypto podcast. Maybe it's just, it's just, it's a, so like us doing a podcast, the testament to how stupid we were in processing this and how like, like uh, stubborn we are in continuing to do it, right? We started, we're like, this is kind of hard. This is not going well. <laughs> and we just kept doing it for five years. And we're like, hey, we're kind of getting the hang of this, but it's still not very good. It's just way easier than it used to be. Yeah. Every Got time you gear. figure out how to do, yeah, you figure out how to do one thing. There's five different things that you don't know how to do, and, and I'll put it to you like that. And I'll and I'll and I'll give you some insider information. Working with D is a nonstop um, bout of telling D to stop trying to do things. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got we just we figured this out. We got really good at it. It's like, but what if we do this now? We should get into this. And it's like, that's a completely new set of skills. He's like, we're going to do it next week. We're going to do that next week. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I was like, Who's going to do that? And he's like, I'm, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to do all of it. And it's going to be great. And it's like, with what time? It's like, uh, I don't have any time. Sorry. It's it's going. You got to speak it into existence, Corey. <laughs> You're obviously familiar with a dream board, sir. <laughs> D's entire existence is a dream board. There's no. There's nothing else. It's just a bunch of dreams. Hey. And I, it's my job to be like, Nah, dude. I'm no. living the dream. <laughs> I'm living the dream. All right, we got to shut it down. Thank you guys for listening uh, to another episode of Well, fuck the 300th episode three of the Big Zero Podcast. Zero was extra real. We were not as drunk as we wanted to be, but thank you for being we're with not us. Not drunk at all. No, not at all. Uh, thank you for being with us this whole time. For those of you who have listened to us, I think there's a few of them on the Slack that have listened to every single episode. Yeah, Joe. We should, we should um, give them something. I think there's no way to prove it. We're getting ways in which you can prove it, but like, 
We appreciate you guys. Let us know how you ah, would like to be appreciated, wow. and we'll figure out a way to do that. Joe, Alicia, Andy. Um, I don't think Andy's listening to all the episodes. He's going back and listening to old ones, but I don't think he's listening to all cool. of them. I'm trying to think of everyone I know who's listening to all. I know Joe, Daniel? Alicia, Andy, Daniel. Um, There's a couple oh of y'all that are quiet that probably have. Y'all should speak up. I feel so very bad. Uh, Wayne, bro- maybe? I'm not even... Wayne, Wayne, I think Wayne, yeah. But anyways, um, thank you all for listening week in and week out, for sticking with us as we launched the network, and you've, you're bombarded with content uh, that ranges from shit to fantastic, but that's the way things go. Um, the mean in there, we hope, is something that you enjoy coming to week in and week out. We hope that you continue to tell your family and friends that although there may be other podcasts that talk about like all the things you're going to Google about crypto that day, we try to sit down on a weekly basis and put on our thinking caps and present you with subtle nuance to this crazy ass fucking industry. Um, yeah. Keep tuning in. Um, oh, self-isolate yourself. This is not a test. And be real about this. Mm-hmm. Be respectful of those around you and those that are autoimmune compromised, even if you're not. Yep. And you don't want to kill thing, someone else's grandma. Make sure that before you walk around calling your dog he or she, you ask them if they prefer those pronouns. Okay, play the outro.